Hey guys, did you know that the term hot rod showed up in the 1920s? It was used during the prohibition time when bootleggers and law enforcement agencies would chase each other around. It also showed up in the 1930s in Southern California where people would race modified cars. This became popular after World War II and a lot of the soldiers returning from war had received technical training now get this, they didn't just remodel the old cars that we're used to. They took Model T's and Model A's and Model B's, whatever that is, in the 1928's and the 1930's. And they would modify them to go faster. Hey friends, I'm going to be interviewing one of my best friends growing up, Damien Isom. Damien is an artist when it comes to hot rods and cars of any type when it comes to remodeling, painting, whatever it may be. He sees the art behind what something you can pull out of a junkyard and make it into a masterpiece. So let's get to work. You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Hey, Damien, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the Purpose Driven Person Show. Now, Damien, um, as, as most people don't realize this, um, I'm going to just throw it out there. We grew up together. Um, so if they're going to be listening to this show, I'm going to just throw it out there so they know how far we go back. How far do we go back growing up together? Do you remember? I, I can remember <laughs> spending my first night at your house when I was 12 years old. <laughs> Elementary, right? Yep. Leverican, Utah. I remember that those days. Uh, yeah. I still remember some of our friends we had. Uh, we used to hang out with uh, Gavin. You remember Gavin? Yep, Gavin. Good old Gavin. Donnie White and Donnie White. Who else was in that area? Mike was Mike there, a snow? Uh, I don't remember. There was uh, David Stamper, oh, yeah, Ed, McGin David. Ed McGinnis. Oh wow! I forgot about Robert Ed. Robson. Robert Robinson. I remember Robert. Yep. That was our Leverkin crew, right? So, some fifty-fifty. And then you had but, some, yeah, you, you, cause you lived, you lived in Hurricane at the time, right? I did. Yeah. I lived right in the center of town. I was three blocks from every school that I attended in Hurricane. <laughs> Crazy times, man. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Good. This is cool to kind of reminisce. Now I do remember a story. If you don't remember when Hurricane, it was this, the sixth grade center or elementary. It was actually the elementary school. Was it fifth grade? When you put your hand through the window, was that? Fifth? Oh yeah, yeah, it was fifth grade. That's a was good memory, fifth? Matt. Yeah, right on the corner, right there, because I was there with you. It was so traumatic. I remember blood. Well, do you still have the scars? Of course you do. But... Oh yeah, the scars are they're still prominent and they're they're solid. Let's, but let's see them. Show them up my, to the camera. My, let's see. My hand, my hand is still strong. Yeah, those are listening can't see it, but um, if you're on There's... YouTube, you get to see the scars. That's crazy. Yeah, there was yeah I remember that day. You you put your hand. We were goofing off, right? We were running around playing tag or something. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think we were running from yeah. girls. Oh, that's what it was. 
and you yeah. fell and put your hand through the window. And I yeah. remember instead of just pulling it, you twisted and it cut it. It cut. That, yep. Uh, Rand Lemon was there too. That's right. And, and you and Rand Lemon were right like a few feet behind me. And, and when my hand went through, you and Rand were right there on the side. Yeah, we, we started putting pressure and then it was squirting everywhere. And we thought we were in a horror movie or something. It was pretty bad. Well, we're I glad you scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I'm glad you're still here. That was <laughs> scary, but I still remember that playing playing in sixth grade, and then we we had some good times in that elementary school, man. A lot of kids. Oh, I had a lot of good times. There was good times. You used to chase all the girls, and I just hang out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was dude, too we, shy. We, Damien was more outgoing. Oh, uh, is <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun times. I'm really glad that we have stayed friends. We, we still talk and touch touch base with each other through the years. Yeah, a lot's happened through the years. I mean, you're you've now how many kids do you have now? I got four. My Man. oldest is twenty two. My youngest is thirteen. Twenty two. Okay, that tells us we're old. We're your grandpa. Now. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah, I can see the gray hair. I haven't got a. I'm not a grandpa yet. I only have a. Well, three it, this comes with the work stress too. This could be paint. Who knows? could be both yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. you, you're sport and I, I i have no excuse it just it's it's white in there oh uh, you're holding yeah. strong you look good <laughs> well the big thing is you know i wanted you to come on the show and i wanted to kind of walk through I, i'm really impressed now you're over your the years you've always tinkered with cars you've always been pulling things apart because i remember you tear things apart all the time if it was a radio, yeah. if it was something, it's, you were always tearing things. Yeah, be a pedal bike or a radio. Yeah, or it was. Was, yeah, I was always constantly. I just grew up around tools, and was, our dad. Go ahead. Yeah, who influenced you? I think you were going to start saying that. Well, two of my older brothers did the same thing, but our dad he had his own business when we were kids, so we were always working on cars or mini bikes. We grew up with three wheelers and dune buggies, so I always. I always loved the mechanics part of it, and I always wanted to learn how things work. So uh, whether I tore it apart and put it back together, sometimes it would upset my our mom, and she would freak out through the house because there'd be a whole bunch of things tore apart, put in cupboards and shelves that that she didn't know about. But I've I've always loved mechanics. Now, was your dad a mechanic, or was he? What was he? He he just did more of the like the structural repair and and the auto refinish the auto he body was, yeah he was one of two members that started the hurricane rotary easter car show oh i didn't know that and and i remember going to the first one when i was a kid there was eight cars and he painted this he painted six out of the eight so we're learning history of hurricane utah here okay well, yeah he was one of the first two guys that he was in charge that started or he charged he started the, the derby too Oh, okay. the so, cars. So yeah, I remember your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has is he still with us or is he passed on? No, he's still doing the still same thing. Still the same. <laughs> yeah. He's still fixing he's, cars. He's helping my other wow. brother, my older brother, he has his own shop as well. Wow. And he does he takes care of all like the county school buses there and the go. tour buses up in Bryce Canyon and Zions. And our he just puts our dad to work and he just does little tinkering here and there just to keep it busy. Keeps him sane, I think. Yeah, that's well. You got to you never retire. Once you retire, no, guys, we exactly. It's we, his we, time to go. We start deteriorating. We got to keep working. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, so that, he's doing the same thing still. All right. So your dad taught you this this cool skill. Did he? Did you get the business side from him too? Him being a business owner and. 
Um, as we grew up, like I said, having his own business in the 90s, he decided to go, oh, excuse me, he decided to go to Vegas and absorb some of the 90s, Las Vegas. It was really, um, uh, what's the word? The work was really awesome down there and the money was awesome. So one of my, my oldest brother took over his business and ran it for a couple of years. And I learned some stuff from my two, my two brothers and it just between the shops that I've uh, worked at and the different people I've worked at and the classes, I've taken a lot of classes. I have a lot of uh, certified education in a lot of different things. So it's just excelled from there. Now you, and you just, you grew into a passion. What do you enjoy the most in this business? Is it, is it the painting, the body work or? Honestly, this might sound a little cliche, yeah, but yeah. the my the favorite part that I get about out of all this is seeing the person's face when they get their product back. So right. when their car gets fixed or they they have me paint a pedal bike for their son or I paint a motorcycle for a guy that fought cancer or things like that. It's more of a passion for me, but I love the face on on people when they receive their things back. So this is kind of an artistic skill for you. You, as an artist, when they do a painting, they enjoy sharing their painting. It's the same feeling for you, or? Yes, and in, in fact, I I don't I don't think it's fair for me to say I I feel it more, mm -hmm. but I appreciate like I appreciate them wanting to do something for themselves or for others. If it's a family member project or whatever the case may be, whatever they involve me in. It's just, it's double rewarding. The money, all, it's always, there's always a business part of it that's never going to go away. But the passion part, my tank is filled every day, you if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you enjoy what you do. Absolutely. So, so this is the, the whole point of the show is purpose-driven. Is you What you're saying to the listeners is that you get up every morning and enjoy coming to the shop and seeing what you have project-wise. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So the, but the business side, being a small business owner, you still, you know, you got to pay the rent, you got to pay the shop, you got to make sure the bills are paid, all that. But do you yes. find since you enjoy it, it's not hard to find those jobs because people know how passionate you are? No, it's not. Actually, it floods in because okay. I always, I've tried to keep the mentality of money will always come in if uh, I stay positive if I stay focused and stay consistent with something and plus I feel good and I love what I do, it, it's not that much stress if I don't think about it so much. Yeah. It kind of takes care of itself, but the two biggest things I can say is just consistency and always just be happy within yourself. So, so you've hit walls doing this. Everybody hits walls when they start something, right? Oh, every day. No matter <laughs> different sizes, but every day. So, so how do you grind, even though it's our purpose and we have passion doing it? Man, I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years or longer, I think. Um, yeah, you, yeah I, you've been going strong. Yeah, I've hit a lot of walls. I mean, there's times where I, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to throw the tail in. What I know what kept me driving is just the grind. You have to be really gritty and grind every day. What, yeah. what is something you can tell people when you hit those walls? What's helped you get through? Um, I, I've had a lot of moments that's caused me just to sit down and reflect on 
why I've wanted to put myself in, in this position or why I do what I do. And I would want my kids to understand me completely. I wouldn't want them to be confused or not know anything about, hey, my dad, th this is what he did or whatever. So between my kids helping me and just appreciating, like I appreciate my ability to do so many things. Like there's not a day that goes by I'm not grateful for knowing or for having the mentality to be able to absorb new information to do great things. Like this is so much fun for me. It's uh, so cool. <laughs> and, and talking about your kids and people having a drive or a passion, does your kids see that in you when you're oh, at the shop? Yeah, they actually, they're like, dad, we're so glad. Like I, I have a 15 year old son that's tearing it up on the dirt bikes. There you go. He's just ripping it apart. He works on his own bike. And I'm so proud of him. And there's so many days when I step back and I cry to myself because I'm so happy and filled. Yeah. But I, and my oldest boy, he can take something and he can draw something out. He's such a freehand artist. And I love that so much. I think it's so cool. So and I don't even want to go with, I don't even want to start on my youngest daughter because she just goes crazy with the colors. <laughs> so she's going to be a painter. She's going to take over the paint shop, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, yep. and, and speaking of colors, is, is painting an art when you're doing a car, when somebody comes in, hey, Damien, I want this color, and you have to go to work to figure out how to make that happen? That is my best moment. Okay. Th that, those, are, those are my favorites. When I get challenged, that's like, you know what? I'm totally confident. I could figure this out. <laughs> so you go so that's actually fun. It's more fun. So what do you do to figure out the color? Do you play with the colors and mix the palettes or how do you? So with, with all the classes that I've taken and uh, attended in the past with PPG and DuPont, which is now Exalta, all the European lines that I've had to attend for school education, uh, I've learned so many color spectrums. It is crazy. And, and it, it's so weird to reflect back and how I can remember and absorb all this information and remember so many pain codes and so many variables that I can't tell you like it's so cool I'm so jacked up and excited to talk to you right now <laughs> this is so cool and it's it's a I'm blessed like I'm lucky that I can do this it is hard yeah. for colors colors are very hard there's yeah. millions of every every different uh primary color but uh yeah, it's just a matter of breaking it down and, and becoming a chemist. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, we use colors for personality styles. I always I have a training I do that teaches people what color they are. And it's funny, colors are very influential in our lives, right? Yes, they are. And Absolutely. We don't realize uh, we seek the world in colors and people don't realize it's all reflection. When it they, is when you very, see, yeah very so much so how yes. you put a certain tent in there it's going to reflect off the light it, yep. you know, everything comes back at a certain you know i learned that in film school so you know oh, lighting see. and coloring and and it's it's an interesting way so it's really cool because people don't realize car mechanics or car uh what, what do you call yourself you're not a mechanic you are uh i i'm just uh car enthusiast but i'm not prejudiced like motorcycles you can do both, I have a right? mad, yeah i have a mad passion for motorcycles oh yeah you, you just now you got a harley don't you uh two actually oh two jeez okay. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Harley. Yeah. that was that was one thing i fell in love with but okay. uh yeah it's just i 
I love any pedal bikes. I've, I've tricked out a unicycle for a mechanic customer friend of mine. All right, see you. Like the, anything, roller skates. So, so let's talk about this because we, me, me and you were before the show. We started talking about these, <laughs> these shows on TV. Because you're kind of one of these jack of all trades. You can basically see something and, and make it happen. Uh, and I think on some of these shows, that's what they try to per, per, uh, produce. Uh, being in film, being in TV, known TV, and how it's produced. Is that really? Is that Hollywood? Is that really how a shop runs? Or yeah, what it's. It is a lot of Hollywood. They do portray that there is a lot of uh, middle school teen drama mixed in with yeah. in a shop like that. But when in reality, it is too dangerous and so dangerous to have to be like that and to uh, be professional around an atmosphere like that. You can't do that. It's I don't know how. Like yeah, it, it's just, it's comical, but. It is all Hollywood. I, I just love to watch. You know what I do? This is, I'm going to tell you a secret. I, I actually fast forward all that crap. This isn't going to make And I just want to see the end product. That's all I want to see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's really cool to see where they're coming from. And then I just fast forward all the drama. And I'm right. like, man, that's cool. How did they do that? You know? Yep. It's cool for about two weeks after you, yeah. uh, up until you drive it every day for two weeks and then it starts falling apart. Then you, then you sell it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trade it off. Get rid of it. <laughs> so, so a lot of those shows they are predicting. So a real shop is not like that. It's, it's not a drama fest where you have. No, it the, is the, absolutely. The, yes. the chick that's with all the guys and. and <laughs> yeah. yeah the I'm not saying there's good mechanics. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's just, I think they, they do a lot of personality mixing to make it drama, right? Yes. There, uh, there's actually two guys. So one of them, Indian Larry, was a, mm -hmm. a motorcycle builder enthusiast, and he passed away. He was actually riding on his bike, standing up. And he, they started doing a show about him. His artistic ability, just, he was phenomenal. He's a very, very well-known uh, um, artist in the bike world. And uh, he's a legend. And then there's uh, Chip Foose that is well-known that's had his own TV show too. Now, but those now, Chip down here, was that another shop that was in Vegas? Uh, Chip, I think he's in Southern California. But uh, he... He, uh, he's an, another phenomenal artist, car builder, but as soon as he started doing TV, I lost a lot of respect from him that way, but he, he still produces and still cares about doing cool custom stuff. The guy, he just, he's very talented. Would you, would you categorize yourself in that group? Is that kind of what you are as a enthusiast, an artist? Um, driven I, to, to different, paint whatever? Different caliber but I do have the same passions that they share. Cause you said earlier, you can see something and know how it needs to end up. Yeah. That, that's yeah. so cool. You're, you're being modest. Not... I'm pushing you, Damien. You're being <laughs> modest. Well, yeah. yeah. My, first my first Harley Davidson was a 96 ultra classic and it's yep. the first year Harley Davidson's fuel injection model for the touring models. And I wrote it stock for a year and I made a list and, and designed exactly how I wanted it. And I tore it all the way down to the frame and I redid it. And I can't tell you how many people stopped me all over the world. There's people from Europe that would fly in and rent Harleys. I'd be at Jacob's Lake right above Page, And these Europeans would be like, whoa, what's that color? What is that? What model is that? 
okay, so now Harley Davidson has the same color bike as mine, but for five years, I was the only one that had that color because I, I, I went to school and I learned some of these new colors coming out. So I had access to it and most people didn't. And it is actually a PP, Harley Davidson is PPG and I, and PPG gave me the paint and they paid for my bike to be painted. And, uh, just being a 96 old Harley and I got 157,000 miles on it. Now people are still astounded at how cool and how custom but it was an idea that I had. I created this bike that I wanted. I wanted it to reflect who I was and what I am. And I love motorcycles and I just, it means a lot. It, it's a reflection of me. So this artistry, this, this concepts that you come up with, purpose, what does that mean to you having a purpose? Because it seems like you know your purpose. You come to the shop every day, you know it. Even if it gets tough, you yes. know your purpose. You probably have thrown stuff around the shop. <laughs> yeah sometimes i pull it out of the walls yeah but what what keeps driving you with your purpose what do you got this so, uh my drive is i think and correct me if i'm wrong but i've thought about this time and time again and i have you to appreciate because we've stayed in in good touch with each other as far as old friends and uh i've i've done a lot of thinking and because I love what I do and I have the ability to do it and I help other people get what they want to, to I, I have, I can offer people um, to give them what they want and I can just, I, I don't know, I can, I can, uh, uh, gosh, my mind just went blank. No, you're Sorry, good. Matt. So you, I, you, you, is it easier to be purpose driven? Cause you've had, we've all had moments in our lives where we, lose the purpose or we're kind of floundering we're not sure where yes. we're going now i've, I've seen me and you grown up together yeah we've went through some stages and stuff and i can tell your purpose is really defined versus maybe 10 years ago or five years ago um yeah i would agree what, with what's that the difference yeah it's more pr prominent now than it was five ten years ago uh just focus yeah i i feel like if, if i stay focused and I've kept my mind clean of like distractions that don't uh, allow me to grow and allow me to appreciate myself more. And it's, it's just allowed me to concentrate on what, what I, what makes me feel good. And this makes me feel good. So I invest more of myself in what I want. Oh, I love you. Use the word that uh, Jack Canfield always uses in chicken soul for the soup. <laughs> invest into myself, right? Yeah. I invest into myself. No. That's so that's right. my next question is, how important is for you because i found over the years very successful wealthy people they invest in themselves in reading uh, leaders are readers right you ever heard that so i've, I've heard it yeah. yes i have so how important is learning for you because you said you've you've really sharpened your skills you're constantly learning new things how important is that you to keep building your purpose it's it's very important. Not only do I like to be able to carry warranty for, for what I'm able to produce and what I'm able to do for society and for myself, but I love to stay up with the times and educated on new products and things are always changing in the world with this kind of stuff. And just, I, I don't want to be left behind. I, I love learning the new stuff and, and just, just, being a sponge. I, I feel like I'm five again. I just want to absorb all the information I can. But I, 
but like you said, from five years ago, I appreciate it more now. So mm -hmm. I find myself being, you know, absorbing in myself. In in this journey, like you said, five years ago, this journey has been interesting because we've kept in contact. You've went from doing siding on homes or businesses to <laughs> coming back around to, yep. to where you started in the sh watching your dad fix cars and do all this. Tell us a little about that journey because it's interesting. You were over there and now you're over here back to where you should be or where yeah, you Yeah, I, uh, I tried to get out of the chemical world, you know, with the, the auto body and the paint industry. And uh, I got my contractor's license after I was, you know, after I put in the time. And I loved doing that because I was transforming, you know, I was doing a lot of remodels and I was helping people, you know, uh, take care of their investment with their home and, and just the size and everything. And I was, I was excited about that. I still am. If somebody asked me to go put my tool bags on, I'd be like, okay, look, just give me the address. But it, it, it was a big transition, but this is second nature to me. And uh, it's just when the economy crashed and, and um, I just had to make a change and I have another trade to fall back on. And so I started investing my education and my time into this. So this is cool. You just brought up our, our next section. I just wanted to hit on is, is the economy. It crashed again. Um, yeah. It's going to crash. It's in the process of crashing. Uh, it is on its yeah. way. Yeah. So you, you said when it did crash, you changed your skill set. Yes. And any advice to people what, what we're going through with pandemic? Because there's a lot of wisdom that comes out of camp mechanic shops because you guys are sitting there all day on a car because life is like fixing a car, right? It's, it's the exact same. Yep. Something comes in broken and you fix it and, and send it back out, right? Yeah. We were talking about this because you, you can find the most crappiest car in the junkyard and turn it into beautiful. <laughs> you have that yeah. ability, right? That, those are my favorites. Yeah. So The worse they are, the better they turn they, out. They mean, I could never even start. Like I would pull a piece of junk out and I'd be like, okay, man, this is a lot of work because I don't know anything about bonding. I don't know anything about engines. I don't know anything about how much rust can you not have there, you know? Um, so huge thing. So the economy is no different. It crashes. So what would you tell people on reinventing themselves? Because it's going to come back up. Um, but you you might like you you ever heard of the book Who Moved My Cheese? You ever heard that book? Who what moved is it again? my? It's Who called moved? Who Moved My Cheese. The cheese got moved. Oh now yeah. Now we got to go that's find another pair of cheese, right? It's a good yes. book. I tell you, go read it. But that's what you just referenced to. You said economy crash. So I went back to something that I knew. How's it going with the economy the way yep. it is? Are you still working? I won't lie. I'm actually busier now than I've been in the last six months. Weird. So yeah, it is very weird. And like I said, I'm very lucky and blessed and, and I'm grateful. It is very weird. So, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not letting it get to my head. I'm still um, staying humble and investing in myself. I'm not overspending. I'm, I'm staying like safe. I'm, I'm just staying focused on what I need to do the next day. And I'm just trying to, like I said, I'm trying to invest in myself so that I can keep myself going. So is it important for people to do that with the economy the way it is, is to look at investing in themselves or? I would, yes, I would reflect and just, I don't have a lot of debt. So mm -hmm. I'm able, I, I, I'm not as worried as I used to be three or four years ago. <laughs>
And uh, yeah, I, w I would, that, that's the best way I can put it is invest in yourself and just reflect at how, you know, where you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. So the big thing is, I love that you said that. I mean, this pandemic, we never thought we'd see anything like it in our lifetime, right? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. We, we've been around since the eighties, right? <laughs> we made it through michael jackson damien you remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah we've made it through some crazy stuff yeah. and and but we never thought um like our our grandparents they went through world war ii they went through oh yeah even further back great depression um right and this is our time i think it's our time to take all these talents like you're saying the ability to adapt and and shine because yes. the adaptability is we're, we're never going to get around pandemics or we're never going to get around crises or natural disasters. I mean, yeah, this is a pandemic. It's worldwide, but how many times have we got hit by a natural disaster? Right. It's, it's yeah. you know, earthquakes, so. tornadoes, but kind of bring it home. What, what, do you, what advice do you have people listening, Damien? Cause I, I love hearing some of your wisdom. You have some cool <laughs> sayings. I think you guys sit in the mechanic <laughs> shop and come up with some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just sometimes we're just harassing each other just yeah. to tease each other. But good. I mean, what what would you tell people right now with what's going on, um, being an artist? Because that's that's why I wanted to interview you because you just have a passion. An artist has a way to look at life than most people. So what well, would you want to tell? Uh, I right now I I would say uh, love what you do and do what you love, and um, don't. Don't ever stop making yourself happy. If, if a person is happy doing something that they love, it, it will bring the drive. It, they will steadily feed themselves to drive themselves. You can't, you can't uh, be somewhere or drag your feet on something that you're not happy with because you, there's always going to be a negative feeling. And you just got to love yourself. and Whatever it is you're doing, just, just love it. Just look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, today, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm, it's all me. And that's the best way I can put it. And, you know, I loved what we were talking about earlier. Um, a lot of issues going on in the homes right now are couples. And oh, yeah. Talking Huge about, issue. yeah, we were talking about our, you were sharing with your, your, uh, your partner that you have now. She's a fitness guru. Um, yes, sir. And it's changed your life. Speak a little bit on that. What's what's the difference of having a partner that supports you versus one that's always telling you that you're worthless? So a positive partner. Oh, besides the unconditional love, besides being able, I don't want to say feeling needed, but feeling wanted mm. would be the better best way to put it. But um, in my circumstance, my situation. Um, she is just had my back and always pushed me for everything that I want, everything that I deserve. And she's just, she has my back tenfold and vice versa. I support her through and through. Uh, she's a fitness trainer. She, she can't train or teach at the gyms right now. Like she was six, eight months ago, um, which is driving her crazy. But if I can, I practice with her at home to help keep, you know, I, I'm a member at home as I am a member at the gym. So we get the kids off the couch. And we make them hey, come here. I'm going to put you through a punishment. <laughs> yeah. So it, it helps a lot. And the love and the support hands down is a huge, huge thing with couples. And uh, I, I'm very blessed and lucky to have that as well. And I just, 
yeah, it, it matters a lot. In your home, do you feel you're more of the emotional one that likes to talk about his feelings or is she more, <laughs> which one? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of the softy. Ah. She tries to hold back, but I get her to open up. I'm the can opener. Yeah, and the reason I pick on you is because me and you are the similar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we I always the- say when I'm doing trainings with couples, I say uh, I'm the female in the relationship. My wife. <laughs> yeah, in, I've anyway. had to swallow. And, yep, I've had to. My title has been that a couple times too. And the reason I bring this up, it's just it's it's a big issue right now. I've been dealing with a lot of people on support groups. They're really struggling. And me and you being artists, because coming from the mechanic shop, being an artist, seeing how things do, uh, one of the things being an artist, there's a lot of emotions there. We, we have a lot of anxiety. We, we're always, because we feel, yeah. we're fillers. We do have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And we're, we're fillers. That's what makes us, uh, um, that's what makes us artists, because we feel our way through things, right? Would you agree? Or? Yeah, I would agree 100%. We're, we're very passionate. So mm-hmm. we're very in tune with our feelings. We're very in tune with just how things are and people around us. We can read people very well. There you go. So like we like to feel like everything is secure and everything is whole and every, when something is out of place, we can feel it. And, we, and it really drives us nuts. Um, it does drive us nuts. Yeah. We, we are our worst critics sometimes. <laughs> and we want to we talk you through it and just, Hey, look, we got to talk this through until we, we we're yeah. good. You know, and, Let's move and, on. Yeah. So it's really cool. And the thing I appreciate about you, you're so open about talking about your emotions where a lot of men, we don't, we don't talk about it. We shut down. We, we, we've been taught to be that strong, like in your, in your line of work, being that strong mechanic, everybody looks at a mechanic, the greasy guy behind the car, the, <laughs> the this rough, you know, the rough guy, yeah. but, um, but I think what's cool about your line of work and what you've done over the years, Damien, is you're, you actually are, people don't realize the art, artistry that goes into what you do. They don't realize it's just not turning a wrench. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot. I, I guess I don't see it as much as, you know, the average person off the street sees it. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's hard for me to dissect everything, but I just, I don't know, man. Like I love seeing people's face on in transformations and things like that. And and the craziest thing is I want to just give you a compliment and your kids will probably jump on this is you've took that, (laughs) you've took that same mentality with your work into being a dad. I try. Yeah. To be the same. Yep. And that's the purpose driven. I'm going for is purpose driven in every area of your life. And you just, you radiate that person. I don't care how much is in the bank. And if, if a very wealthy person's listening to this, I don't care what number of money you have in the bank. This is priceless. Be, yes. Be, be able to have a relationship you explained that you have with your kids. Um, yeah. Because you take that same passion that you have in the mechanic shop and you put it into your kids. And you, you yeah. really, a lot of people don't realize that. That's something you can't train or teach. It's, right. just, it's, it's, it's grateful. I know your parents, I grew up around them in, in their home and they're good uh, people. They really my crazy mom. <laughs> yeah, she pushed you. She, she I remember she is like, yeah. my wife is similar in nature with like your mom. She pushed you. She made yeah, sure you my, <clears throat> had your homework done. 
Yep. She, she was your discipliner. <laughs> my my mom, I, I love my mom to death. Yeah. And I, I call her almost every day and I tell her, I say, Mom, I'm so sorry for all the crap I put you through yeah. when I was growing like, up. And I love like, you so much. And just, I want you to know that I'm just a phone call away if you ever need anything. Like, At least three times a week, I tell her that. And she says, Damien, that's why I was hard on you because I knew if I wasn't, you'd be in somewhere else. <laughs> oh, she actually, it's weird. It's really weird, Matt. She, she doesn't even reminisce in the past. She just, she goes off on how proud she is of us boys. So, so in the personality styles, she's, she's probably a gold. The gold is very, she just, yeah, she's very out of responsibility, <laughs> right? It's that just, I, I was, that's yeah. what I was. I was a mom and I did my job. <laughs> yeah. She, she's tough. Yeah, that's she's good. Tough. And your dad was, he was always the more of the peacemaker. He always took you out and worked on the car yeah, to get, a, get away for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was the peacemaker and um, having, I have four brothers, there was five boys, one girl, and we were always outside working, like I said, we were working on three wheelers, we had to repair yep. the sand rail, we had a Jeep growing up, we had to work on, we had camper trailers. Yeah, I remember we were, the, the, the road you lived on, I remember the house, it was right there, White House, yep. you walk in and, and it's right on the corner almost, on the street there, on the main, well, I don't yep. know if it was Main Street. Um, but it was right off there and you walk into the yard, there was cars everywhere getting worked on. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah we actually, cool. there was a Mexican guy that came to visit some family members, like when we were kids and he came by and he, my little brother, he knocked on the door and my little brother answered and he wanted to know if it was the neighborhood impound. This is before <laughs> you had to have a fence and we're like, no, these are all our cars. <laughs> yeah. You had, you had the, um, the babies across the road, right? Yep. And yeah. then the tow, what was the ones that did towing? They were up. Winter towing right around the corner. Yeah. And then you yep. had, um, I can't remember who was next door. There was, uh, some, some people we used to run with. It was right up on the corner there. The, the two twins. Alan Evans. Remember yeah. Alan Evans? I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy That's man. Yeah. I know it's awesome. It's changed when we go visit now. It's, it's a whole different town now. So yeah, um, it's, but it's amazing. I, I, I Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just amazing to see the growth and the experience we had from childhood all the way till we're now small business owner. You're, you're just doing well, man. It's, it's amazing. I'm just keep, keep thriving. Well, keep that's thriving. Right. Yeah. Keep grinding, keep going. Keep yep. everything. Well, the biggest thing I, last question I have for you before we end of uh, coming to the end of time is, is as as a father as a business owner as as a as a partner what what has been your go-to saying what have you learned from your dad your mom that just you keep putting in your life every day uh from my dad and from my mom my dad i would have to say um he makes me appreciate my ability I, i'm very i i can just I, if i can't figure things out i can read about it Mm -hmm. well and um or i ask for help and i ask for help from somebody that can explain it to me because <laughs> i want to know what i can't figure mm -hmm. out on my own it drives awesome. me nuts and as much as it drives me nuts i appreciate that from my dad so he he just i don't know and he he always taught me never give up he he really did he he told me just you know what you might it might take you two days. It might take you two weeks. Don't, don't ever give up on it. You'll figure it out. When you do, you'll be more satisfied than you will if you quit, quit on it. 
don't quit on my significant other on my partner don't quit on my kids don't quit on my passion yeah. never give up and i'm not i'm not just saying this i i use I this principles in my everyday life and my mom she, oh i love my mom to death she she just makes me care about everything yeah. I, I i care about everything i do i care about everybody i talk to all my customers i care i'm very personal i i just I care. I love everything so much. And I get that from my mom. My mom is very, she's tough, but she's, she's still a nurse. Can you believe that brother? I she's didn't know still, that. Wow. she's still working. Yeah. She's on the front <laughs> yeah. lines. Nice. Yes. Yeah, like 38 years. She's still going every day. Oh, she, she was, is, she's a, she was hard worker. I, that's what I remember. Four foot tan and the toughest yeah. woman I know. She put you in your place with all your <laughs> <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> yep. So oh. those are the two things that my parents gave me. Well, I'm just excited, man. And, and biggest thing I, I hope the listeners are hearing is your purpose, your drive. Uh, Damien, you radiate this purpose-driven person. Um, it's in your life. It's in your house. It's everywhere. And I just appreciate you continue to do what you do. And um, how can they get a hold of you do, if they want to reach out? Do you have people come to your body shop that's not in town that have you do work? So, yeah, I actually have done work in, on cars in 12 states. There you go. And I see. haven't even met the people. Ah, they've, see. E they've either been transported or they've been, um, well, transported either by a transportation company or by Good. family members. So tell us how they can get a hold of you if they want to talk to you shop, about shop. Um, my phone number is 435-236-9207. My email is my name, Damien, D-A-M-E-I-N-H-D, Harley Davidson, at yahoo.com. And, and what's your company's name? And my, my shop's name is D's Completes, and it's located here in St. George. And the address, the address here is uh, 630 North. 3050 East, Suite D1 and D4. You have a website or? Not yet. I'm in process of. I'm. It's just a matter of time. But when I do, it's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. In in you know to come to the end of the show, I really want to just encourage people. If you're thinking about fixing up a car, if you're thinking about uh, somebody to take your car from your conception that you've always had, Damien's your guy because he's going to really yeah. take it from. And the cool thing about Damien, and this is what I want people to understand, he's going to listen what you want. He's not going to come in and yes. do this thing. He's going to hear you. He's From all the tools, just being that purpose-driven, he's going to use all those um, great skills he's got over the years, and you're going to be happy in what you see at the end of it. So reach out to me. Have it. You know, message us on the show if you have any questions for Damien because he is the man when it comes to painting. He can tell you what you <laughs> need to do. Um, yeah. If you're another mechanic and you need some consulting, just call him, you know, get his phone number, call him. He consults. He'll, he'll, you'll pay for a price. Of course, you've got to pay him for his time, <laughs> um, but he'll, he'll spend some time on the phone with you and teach you what he knows. Damien, thanks for being on the show. I hope you'll come back again. Hey, and uh, we talk shop. Yeah, we're going to we're going to make this a regular talk shop with Damien. Hey, this, this is cool. I'm digging this. <laughs> and I just want to tell you, Matt, how much I appreciate you as not just my friend, but you've been a good mentor for me over the years. And I appreciate our friendship. You've been nothing but great positive for me. And I'm just excited for you for the 
opportunity and everything that you offer all your clientele as well. Thank you, Damien. And and we're going to be back on. I'm going to have you come back and we, yes, we might just keep a routine talk shop. What's yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. thanks. Thank you, man. Never give up. See you, Matt. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I would love to give you a free gift to download, but you can also email me at purpose-driven-person at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.